Hello, starseeds. Ooh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. I apologize. I am so sorry. It's been a minute. Um, I'm trying something new this time where I'm in my bed. <laughs> I'm like, how would it be to be laying down um, completely relaxed um, and just in my element? My bed is my element. My bed is that zone where I daydream, where I create, um, in all ways. Um, I'm such a Scorpio, right? Create. <laughs> Let's big up Scorpio season. I can't wait. I love my season. I love, um, I just love November. Actually, November is my favorite month. Even if I wasn't born in November, November would be my favorite month. Um, there's just something, um, I don't know, dare I say very matri matriarchal about, about November. Um, November just seems like the, the wise witch or the, the, the old, or the, the older grandmother or, you know, just like wizened, seasoned, you know? Um, yeah, I just love November. So I'm trying something new. Ah, <sighs> it's been a lot, right? It's been a lot. I wrote, um, I wrote a post today on my Facebook just about like all the energies just coming down and I felt this rush inside of me. Like this is, it's really happening. It's been happening. It's getting really intense. It's getting really serious. Um, and if you have been ignoring it up till now, I don't know how you, you, you can be ignoring it or how you could be ignoring it. Um, if you're an empath, you're feeling this. If you are a light worker, you're feeling this. If you are a star seed, you're feeling this energy. You may not be able to put words to it, but you've got to be feeling something, you know? And it's it's just been off, off, off the charts. And if you follow my work, you'll know that I talk or have spoken a lot about 2020 and what 2020 is all about. And 2020 is the beginning of us stepping into a new paradigm, into a new stream of consciousness, into a new energy, right? So how we've been operating for the past many, 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 many thousands and hundreds of thousands of years has all ended. It's, 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 com it's completely, that cycle has completely ended in 2012. Um, yeah, so... Now we're stepping into a new way of living, a new way of thinking, a new way of even breathing um, because, and I'll get into that in a minute, but yeah, everything has changed. How we're eating is changed. How we're seeing is changed. Um, how we approach everything in our life has changed, even if you don't recognize it to some degree. It has, you know, and it's a big deal what's going on because we can't move the way we used to move. It's just impossible. You know, I was, I, I just came back, um, I just came back today from my dad's house because I spent Thanksgiving over like a couple days, maybe about three, what, when did I go? Saturday. So about three days over his house. And I'm, I know for a fact I'm going to be spending the next three days trying to recalibrate and clear my shit and clear my energy because it's like just being around 
an energy that, you know, my dad is the type of man, God bless his soul, and I love him to death, and there's no judgment here, it's just observation here, and it's just, you know, he's the man that wakes up to the news, goes to bed to the news, um, it's like his idea of having an exciting conversation, it's like, hey, you know who just get killed, like, it's, it's a very Caribbean thing, it's a very Jamaican thing, and it's like, they get excited, um, to talk about death, to talk about something being wrong, right? And it's a really quite disgusting um, attribute. It's a really disgusting thing that runs deep within our lineage. And that stops, that completely stops at me. I absolutely refuse. I refuse, you know? So obviously there's, you know, there's, there's many TVs, but there's one in the living room. And that's another thing, right? I haven't lived with a TV for like, what, five years? So even just to go in a place where there's TV, I feel manic, right? I feel it's too much because there's frequency that runs off of TV and televisions, right? There's, there's frequency that runs off of radio. Um, and this is scientific, right? There, there's just, uh, there, it has to be the channels that you're watching has to be run from a frequency, right? And we know now that so a lot of these frequencies are to make you obey, are to make you think a certain type of way, are to instill fear inside of you, right? So just even if I'm not consciously watching it, I'm I'm feeling and hearing the frequency as an energetic being, and oh my god, and my dad's the type of man that he's a music man. He loves his music, right? So I remember me and him got in a fight one night, um, one day because I turned off the music when he wasn't home one day. And he's like, "You can do anything you want. This is your house, but you don't touch my music." And I'm like, "Okay, chill. You know, not a big deal. Just turn it back on, right?" Because, and I spoke to him about this. I'm like, "How do you have the TV playing?" And the radio at the same time. And he's like, I'm listening to both. I'm like, you're listening to both? The radio and the music at the same time? He's like, yeah. I'm like, so you're going nuts is what you're trying to help me. Like, are, are, you, are, you, are you secretly asking for help? You know? Because that's how... <laughs> that's how I feel. I feel fucking manic, right? So you're telling me you're listening to the radio and watching TV at the same time. Okay. Sure. Whatever floats your boat, dad, <laughs> you know? So to be in that type of environment is rough, you know? It's rough because you live a certain type of way. And and we've been talking about this forever, right? And we know this as energetic beings and enlightened beings that to be around our family is sometimes the biggest um, teaching uh, moment, right? Or teachable moment because it's like, you can be on your own and you can be by yourself and be mastering these energies, doing your healing, working with your shadow cells, working with your inner child, um, stepping in and out of the dimensions and timelines and realities. But the moment that you have to test your growth and test your mastery is with your family. <laughs> do you realize that? Like you'll do it and you're like, yeah. I'm transcending, I'm ascending. And and you're like, you know, the minute you go into your family dynamic, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> you're like, um, okay, I still need some work here. You know, I still need to breathe here, you know? And I kept picturing that and I kept thinking that like, Toya, breathe, Toya, breathe. He's running in a certain system on a certain system. And 
you have to let him run out that system. You know, as much I want to kind of like bang his head and be like, wake up, you know, because um, my dad is very much, very deeply um, attached to poverty consciousness. And actually, that's where I got my poverty consciousness. Um, I speak of I speak of past, right, because I've done many, many, many work Um to collapse that timeline of poverty consciousness. I've been working on poverty consciousness for like 20 years. That's how deeply ingrained it was in my lineage. Um, and, um, yeah, I worked really hard to, to dismantle that because it's like everything he's poor, right? Everything. He complains about his bills. He complains about everything. And I'm just like, and I, the way I speak to him, I said, okay, well, if you can't afford your house, sell your house and get an apartment or get, get a condo, right? You can't afford your house. He's like, I'm not going to do that. So I'm like, so are you going to finish complaining? Like, you know, right? And that's also my Scorpio brain too. And it's not just my enlightened brain. It's my, it's my, that's Scorpio is, um, can be very rational thinkers also, right? Well, if you're having a problem with A, how about you try B, you know, or how about you try taking rid of this and this in order to fix, like, we're very like, okay, well, I don't know. I've, I've always been the type of person where people all my life have told me, wow, you look at things in a very interesting way. Like you're very straightforward. You think of the simplest solutions and you know me, I've always said this, the moment that it gets complicated, let it go. Let it go for, for some time. Let it go for a day. Let it go for as long as you can let it go because it shouldn't be complicated. Nothing that is in alignment with you and your gift and your purpose um, is complicated. It's really as simple as that. It's not, right? Um, if you're meant to have something, you're meant to have something in that time that you're meant to have it in, you know, if you're not, you're not right. But the thing that makes it quote unquote hard is that we always try to go against what we're not supposed to be in, in that given moment, you know? So it's like, if you're not meant to have a house now, because you're still meant to have a couple lessons or learn a certain something, um, we push against that. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll heal then. I'll heal when I have what I have. I, I'll, I'll, I'll love myself once I have a partner. I'll, I'll see and look at my inner child when I have a child or when, or, you know what I mean? It's always like when, when something happens, I'll go deeper into it. But you just, you know, now we don't work that we don't work like that. You, you have to work on what is given to you. Right. What am I trying to say? Right. Um, yeah, and not force anything. I, the moment that I have to force anything, I drop it. And that's been working amazing for me. And that's been a beautiful teacher for me, right? And the trees actually taught me that. You know, when I walk in the forest and I walk among my family, the trees, um, they teach such patience. They teach such stillness um, that, that opens me up to my ancient wisdom, you know? And I remember talking to Papa Tree and Papa Tree is like, you're not supposed to try. That's a system ingrained in you to try until you kill yourself. Try until you're on your last, you know, on your last, um, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you're like, we're meant to do things, um, 
until we're basically our faces in the mud, right? Like we're, we're worn out, don't know what to do. And we're not really supposed to live like that, you know? And I don't like to say supposed to or not supposed to, right? But it's like we are, we are meant to flow. That is, our, that is our natural state of being, is flow. And if you don't believe me, look at nature. Look at the one thing. Look at the trees that's been here way before us and that will um, be here way after we have incarnated um, or we have trans- transcended, right? So if you look at the trees and you look at nature, they always show you flow. The water flows. You know, when something is happened to the flow of anything, then that there there comes quote unquote destruction. There comes unbalance, right? Right? A tsunami happens when there's a shift in the in the in the earth, or there's a shift in the equator, right? And then it bubbles up in such a way where it shifts the energy of the water and the water just rises and then boom. You know? Anyways. I wasn't sure what I was going to speak about tonight. I just wanted to do a podcast. I wanted to speak with you. I wanted to get something out because the energies right now are just profound. You know, for those of you that's been doing this for a minute, it's funny because I was talking to my my really good girlfriend, Melissa, in New Zealand. And we always laugh at each other. We're like, we all remember back in the day when we used to go through something and we'd be, we'd have like a month to deal with it and to, to, to go deep into it and to heal it and to transmute it. And now it's like, you have a minute, (laughs) fuck a month. You have a minute, you know, um, it's instant now. Nothing is, is the way it used to be, you know? And I'm just like, how beautiful is that though? That we've come such a way where those that are awakening now don't have to wait to get rid of something. They don't have to wait to heal something deep, you know? The only thing that's needed is is their awareness of it, is their willingness of it, is their intention of it. And they're working on it. They're healing it, just like that. You know? There's a fast pulsating energy that's streaming onto earth right now. And if you're really still and silent, you can hear it. You can taste it. You can smell it. It's, it's, it's a potent energy. It's an energy of home, you know, of the cosmos, of the universe. It's home. (coughs) Excuse me. You know, it's home. And I think a lot of us are feeling, you know, a part of, I think, you know, just my opinion of why a lot of us are feeling like that depression and just like, you know, that melancholy kind of um, feeling right now is I think we feel home and we feel so many changes with these energies and we because we're anchoring those aspects and our higher aspects back into physical form it's like you're being reintroduced to you you're being reintroduced back to home 
And there is a little sadness there because we've never been able to anchor home in such a way before, like we are able to do now, you know? I know that's how it affects me, you know? Excuse me, my nose is a little bit stuffy. Yeah, yeah. We're doing it. We're doing it. It's a profound time we're in. I can't, I can't express how profound this time is. It's like every magical, fictional, quote-unquote, fictional movie you've ever watched about this has come alive, you know? There are many walking deads on this planet right now. You know, I always say this in my in my videos, like Earth is the, the shit show planet that every different species exist here, you know? Every different kind of species live here. It's like that movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I cannot remember this movie for the life of me. But it's when, like, he goes to look for, like, this criminal on this planet. And this planet is holding and um, housing all these kind of, like, delinquent people who, like, have been, like, <laughs> discharged from their home planets because they're not wanted and wanted anymore. And it's like a shit show planet, right? And I'm not saying that's what's going on on Earth, right? But it's like the Earth is that or used to be that playing field where everyone wanted to be on, right? because um, Mama Tyra was a 3D Earth. And um, being such a low-density, low-frequency Earth, a lot of um, really, one, lower vibrational star um, um, beings um, would be able to come down upon Earth. And plus, you have us, light workers who came upon Earth to shift the consciousness. Then you have other people, because they know Earth is a master school, wa that, that want to come down and learn. And then you have the angelics that want to come down and shift certain things. And then you have the, you know, it's like everybody is here. You know, I want to tell you a funny story. So, like I said, I was at my dad's house, right? <laughs> I tell you, I'm such a Scorpio, right? Because we came from dinner. He has this new girlfriend. Nothing new. Um, <laughs> nothing new. My dad. My dad always has a girlfriend. Um, and we came home from dinner. Beautiful dinner. You know, ate some seafood, lots of veggies. And um, it was his girlfriend's son's birthday. So we had some cake and ice cream. It was nice. Um, and then when we came home, um, forgetting that it was Monday, he loves to watch his wrestling. So we're sitting down on the couch. I made a cup of tea. Make, or I'm making a cup of tea um, for him and I. And, you know, we're just chilling. Nice, beautiful, chill time with my daddy um, before I have to basically come home to my reality, right? So some things just like, just speak to him. <laughs> How, like, you speak to your family. How do you, how you speak to your soul family, your friends, right? Because all my friends are, are, are very much awakened, right? So I'm like, you know what? Let me, let me fuck around with him, you know? Let me try something. So I said, hey, dad. He's like, yeah, babe. I'm like, uh, I, no, no, no. You know what it was? Let me rewind. It was something that we saw. There was a commercial that came on. No. Now I got the, Okay. See, now I'm coming back. I, 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 have, I have to go into that stream of consciousness again. No. We were watching CNN, and there was this dude on there, and his eyes kept shape-shifting. 
and you can, I, I could see this man's true forms. And I looked at my dad. I said, Hey dad, look at his eyes. Do you see them shifting? He's like, yeah, they are. I said, do you see how like they're going from like reptilian to like back to normal and then his face is shifting he's like huh I didn't say reptilian I just said like cat-like right because remember I have to use I have to quote-unquote dumb it down right so he's like yeah and that's how the conversation started and I said hey dad you know he's like yeah babe I said what if you know I was an alien he slowly looks at me I said no no hear me out hear me out right (laughs) And I only use alien. I don't like the word alien because I think alien is a very derogatory word for our star family who are just, you know, beautiful light beings. Um, I think aliens like the N word for black people. I just don't like it. Right. When people say alien, because that's a name or a title that was given by the Matrix um, to deem to to be to be deemed. And the energy behind it is like bad. Um, and fearful, right? It's just it didn't. It's just like the word witch. It holds so much negativity, and we have to kind of transmute it to turn it and turn the, those words around that hold so much lower frequency. And we're we're working on it because now you see people reclaiming back the word witch and reclaiming back, you know. So it, we're getting there. So I said alien because he wouldn't understand what I meant by star seeds. I said he knows what aliens are, right? So. So we started this conversation, really deep conversation. And you know, I'm in my element now because I'm like, ooh, yeah, this is what I love to talk about, right? I could talk about this stuff for hours, right? So I'm like, hey, um, do you believe in aliens? He's like, what do you mean? Like there's other people in like the galaxy and stuff? I'm like, yeah, like, you know, you, you, you can't possibly believe that we're the only living creatures in this whole galaxy, in this whole universe. He's like, no, we are the only ones. I said, dad. You're a logical man. You're a smart man. You really think that Earth is the only living planet, knowing that we, they're, they're, we're a speck. He's like, yeah, I strongly believe that. I, I don't believe there's any, I don't believe there's anything else. And part of me kind of looked at him like, really? Like, really? <laughs> right? So then I went deeper, right? I'm like, okay. And then I was like, what if I was to tell you that I'm an alien? And then that's when he slowly turned at me. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, what if I was a beautiful, majestic, um, of God, you know, I put that in there on purpose of God, you know? And I was also, cause what I was trying to do was I was trying to build an image of like there's no difference in, in, in a star seed and us, you know, I was trying to make his brain kind of rewire to the possibilities. Right. So I was like, you know, and I'm of God, I'm the same Natoya, I'm the same daughter, but you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm an alien. He's like, no, no. He's, and then he goes, this is the Jamaican hymn that comes out now, right? This is my dad. This is my dad for you in a nutshell. This is the Virgo that I have in my life as my father, right? So this, is my, this is what my father says. My father goes, you're telling me that my little sperm, my little itty bitty sperm that created you, created an alien? <laughs> Yeah. 
you know, because he's thinking so small, right? He's just like, my sperm, my little manly sperm created an alien, you know? And I'm like, yeah, what if I was this beautiful alien? And, you know, my dad is such a sweetheart. My dad's like, even more beautiful than you are now. And I'm like, yeah, right? More beautiful because I'm radiating light and I'm radiating all this energy. And he's like, no. He's like, um, so I'm, he's like, so I'm like, would you hurt me if I was like to morph into my, my natural being? Um, and he's like, um, I don't know. I, I'd probably have to hurt you or like kill you or something. I was like, what? I said, you would kill me? Remember, I'm still your daughter. I'm just, I just look different. Right. He's like, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. I, I, I'd be very scared. And I said, but I'm still your daughter. I'll, I'll still, I'll still have the same energy as me, right? I'll probably have a different type of voice, but it's still me. He's like, no, 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 no. And the whole night, he just kept looking at me sideways. (laughs) He just kept looking at me sideways. Like, I activated, and I knew what I was doing, eh? So I I knew that I activated something within him. So he kept looking at me, like, sideways. And... I kept kind of giggling to myself, right? Because I'm like, ooh, I got him scared of me, right? And, um, yeah, and that was that. Because my dad's the type of person that he'll just shut off, right? When he doesn't want to talk about anything, right? When he's, you know, because he's a very much 3D man, right? He doesn't show his emotion. He doesn't, you know, it's, he doesn't show you how he feels. He doesn't, you know, so he just shut down and stops talking to me. You could tell, like, I freaked him out a little bit. So I was like, you know what? I'll end this conversation. I did my job. I activated something, you know, I I activated the possibility, you know, so that was really funny. That was really, really funny. But yeah, yeah, it's like, and you know what the thing was, like half of me was really, really sad um, that he thought so linearly, like that he thought so simply. I don't know how to explain it. Um, And then another part of me was just like, oh, I really hope he awakens in this lifetime, you know, and I think everyone will in their own little way, you know, it might not be to the extreme of his daughter, of me and what I do and what I'm here to do, or maybe it could be, right, but I, I'm just, um, I remember just looking at him, I'm like, oh, dad, if you ever knew what was on the other side of your fear, you know, if you ever realize what was on the other side of your prejudices of your programming, you know, I think you'd be really happy. I think you'd be really free of a lot of things that he holds and is enslaved by. And that's like a lot of us, you know, that have been awakening, coming out of all these things that we've been enslaved by, you know, enslaved by low self-worth, Enslaved by trauma. Enslaved by pain. You know, this is why I think awakening and the shift in consciousness and what's going on here on earth, it's, it's epic. And I use that word a lot because that's the only English word that I know how to explain just how huge this is. That we no longer have to hold on to this enslaved mentality anymore, you know? We don't have to hold on to the pain 
and trauma that we've been carrying within our lineage for hundreds and thousands of years. What freedom? Like, that's what we're feeling right now. Like, we're, we're dismantling our, 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 our lines. Everyone in our lives that we've been working with for thousands and thousands of years, family, we're no longer working with them. This is it. So I look at my dad sometimes with sadness and I said, this is the last life we're working together like this. Because remember, the wheel of karmic recycling is over. I don't have to reincarnate with him anymore. It's, it's done. So that's why I'm very deliberate with my dad. I tell him how I feel. I don't hide anything. Part of my biggest awakening was actually coming out to him and being like, this is what I do. This is my purpose. I'm a healer. I'm a starseed. You know, well, I didn't say I'm a starseed because he's not ready for that yet. But I'm like, I'm a healer. I do healing work. I work with people. I love people. You know, this is what I do. I see spirits, you know. And he had to believe me when I was um, telling him how his great-great-grandfather looked. And he's like, there's no way for you to know that. He died when you were like one years old, one and a half. He's like, how do you know that? Did someone tell you that? I said, no, I just, he came to me, you know. <laughs> he came to me when I started working with my ancestors and start, really started working with spirit. My, my, my papa was the one that came through and said, I'm going to guide you through this because I knew his energy. I, I crossed over with him. I helped him cross over. He's the one that used to give me big mangoes and they're like, Lord, she can't eat that. Oh God, you can't give the poor baby that mango. And my papa would be like, leave her. She's Okay. And me and my little hands and my little lips, you know, and he's like, that's a girl. I just remember, you know, because when I, when he came back into my consciousness, I remembered him. I really, I remembered the smell of mango came over me and I'm like, Papa, you know, my Papa, um, drove, um, a car or drove a hearse for in, in Jamaica, um, people who couldn't afford to drive their dead relatives to the cemetery. And um, those people that couldn't afford to drive their dead relatives, they would come to my papa because my papa would do it for free. So big heartedness runs in my family. And I'm so proud of that, you know. And he would work so hard and he would just do it selflessly and because he just wanted them to, you know, his their, their family just to have a good burial and a peaceful ending, you know, and we just did that because that was who he was. And then he would come home and, you know, my grandparents adored me. And then he would just for, you know, to show me love, he'd bring a mango. This is why I, I, mangoes are my favorite, not even fruit. It's my favorite food in this whole universe. You know, I love mangoes, you know? Yeah. I love it also because it reminds me of home. And, you know, it's really hard on me living in Canada where I can't eat mangoes most of the year because obviously it can't grow in a, in, in a cold country, right? And when we get it imported, we, we it's not the same. It's just not the same, right? Because it has to be it has to be shipped really, really green and and hard like a rock and then sits down for months in a store. You know, it just it's not the same. 
like we had a we had a tree in our yard. Like I used to, as a little girl, like hop on the tree and go and pick my mangoes and eat it in the tree. Like that's my memories of home. So, you know, so he had to, yeah, back to my father. Like he had to believe me because there's like, there was no way, right, for me to know that. And like usual, my dad doesn't say much. He just kind of files it where he, wherever he files it and forgets about it, you know. God bless him. I love him to the moon and back. My dad. Yeah. The way that I'm moving is very different. You know, you might be realizing right now that you get up and you don't recognize yourself. You get up and, you know, for example, the other day I'm, I'm washing my face and I've been noticing this more and more that I kind of jump a little back because I don't, recognize not in a bad way it's just the beauty that's looking back at me and the and the light that's looking back at me and the frequency that's looking back at me I'm seeing my true form and sometimes I'll see myself as an ancient tree as an ancient person you know as an ancient entity which I am I've been here for a minute and if you're listening to this you've probably been here for a minute too And as ancients, I'm even getting emotional as I speak about it because it's like we've seen everything. We've been through the uprising of Earth, of Tyra. We've been there with her. And we've held her hand this whole time. And that's why it says like it's like giving birth, you know. This is why a lot of mothers will say, you know, when they had the ba- their baby, their children, their child. It's not that they don't love their child, but they missed being pregnant. You know, they missed the whole period of you know just speaking to this beautiful entity that was like you know being formed within them. And when when they came out, it was like, oh, okay, it. Pregnancy's done, you know? Yeah, real life happens now. <laughs> not like you're not going through real life pregnancy. It's a, it's a beautiful, um, it's a beautiful time. Um, and I speak of that because uh, 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 I've been pregnant, so, and I've given birth. So I know that it's, it's a beautiful, very intense moment in a woman's life um, to be pregnant. But I also know what it is to give birth and then just kind of be like, oh, is this it? No, I want to be pregnant again. <laughs> so we've been walking with Mama Tyra for some time, you know, and it's all ending now. It's like we're, yeah. It's a beautiful time we're in. We're going through a lot. And I'm guided to say, just be patient with yourself as you go through these, 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 these ups and downs, these curves and, you know, just be so patient with yourself. You're remembering who you are again. And that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And I'm guided to say that when you look at yourself and you don't recognize yourself, in this moment, recognize that you are morphing into who you've always been. You're actually morphing into yourself, into who you truly are. You know? 
And I think a lot of us were realizing that we are morphing and we are changing. We are transforming. And some of us want to hang on by a thread, by the familiarity, you know? And I get it, right? I have little threads in my life that I hang on to. And that now I have to let go of, you know? And I'm, let go, I'm letting go of those things slowly because I'm conscious of them. Yeah. So I wanted to come back and say hi. Sorry, I'm just going back into my phone because uh, I'm just making sure I'm not going over. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to say hi and just say in 2020, I'll be way more consistent. Um, if you're like, 2020? I'm like, listen, it's like, what? Two months away, okay? Two and a half months away. Um because I'm really planning to kind of like shift my platform in a way where um, I'm doing much more teachable things, you know, um, where I'm going deeper with these energies and deeper in, 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 in assisting. Um, that's what I'm being called to do. Really, um, I'm not going to not, I'm, I'm not going to give up like, you know, um, my clients, if you're listening to this, like, why you're not going to heal anymore and do readings and stuff. Um, I am, but it's going to be different. It's going to be different in the way that um, it's not going to be as um, as much like I've been doing for the past few years. Um, I'm guided to go more into the assisting, the teaching, the 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 doing work to make you guys remember and activate your consciousness, activate those parts of you, um, for you to really morph into the pe the pe the people and the entities and the light beings that you're meant to be. Right. Um, yeah, and I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. So look out for that. I'm working on the new template of my website and all that good stuff now. So, um, and I'm as if you don't know, I'm starting. Um, I'm building a subscription services. Right, I'm channeling. I'm building a subscription service where I'll be offering, and I could be more personable and more one-on-one -on -one with a lot of you, and just offer in many in many aspects way more than I that I am currently you know so um my podcast will be with these with uh, under the okay I can't speak anymore yeah, I need to go so all this stuff what I'm trying to say is going to be under my subscription um so look out for that it's going to be dope you're going to you're going to really love it what what's coming um I'm getting excited for what's coming because everything, everything is changing and we're now going in parts or going down roads and avenues and streams of energy that quite frankly scares the shit out of us, but we're doing it and we're doing it like, okay, I'm kind of excited, you know, this anxiety showing me my, my excitement and, you know, and what, what I'm capable of and it's beautiful to see what we're, we're actually capable of, eh? what we've always been capable of, but what has been suppressed within us for so long, right? Obviously, they've had to suppress it, right? Because if we knew how powerful we are, the system would have been collapsed long time ago. But everything is in divine timing. This is why I say in my video, like, you know, you have to respect the dark. You have to respect duality because duality is, everything is working to dismantle something, you know? So us shifting, or Mama, 
us shifting Mama Tyra's um, frequency and consciousness, we've had to know what dark is. We've had to know what duality is because it perfected us. You know? So instead of looking at it like, oh my God, that's dark or that's dangerous, there's no such thing. You know? It made you who you are. It made you resilient. It made you powerful. The dark made you compassionate. Made you empathize. It showed you what you didn't want to be. So you transformed into who you wanted to be. It's an amazing teacher, darkness. Amazing teacher. Because it shines a light on your truest forms. Because even if you don't know what you want to be or who you are, you know what you know what you don't want to be and you know what you don't want to have. You know? And from that knowing, it starts to build your consciousness, starts to open up your consciousness to, well, what if this? You know? I've always dated this type of man and I don't like this type of man, but the reason I don't like this type of man is because I've healed that part of myself that attracts those, the, the, those type of men. So now that I'm healing, oh, ooh, these type of men look, like, look good. They're of God. They're respect, they're, they're, they have respect for, for nature, for, for, for human beings, for themselves. Oh, But you wouldn't have known that without the dark. You know? I always say this too. Like, you know, your shadow has just been taught to you to be something bad. But your shadow is actually quite a brilliant teacher. You know? Your shadow shows you your programming, your shadow shows you the, the trauma that has been within your lineage for, for many thousands of years, you know? That's what your shadow shows you. If you're a jealous person, it doesn't, you know, it's not a bad thing that you're a jealous person, but you have to go into what the jealousy is trying to show you. Are you jealous because you feel you're not good enough, wise enough, able enough to do and have what you really want? Then you start to have a relationship with jealousy and look at jealousy for who and what it is trying to show you about your deepest fears. It has nothing to do with other people. It never has. Because if you're jealous of getting, if you're jealous of that person with that car, why don't you think you can have that car? Okay, let's go deeper. Right? The healer in me. The healer in me is coming out now. <laughs> I'm going to make this a little healing session before I end this podcast. You know? So then the other part of you is going to go, you know, what part of me thinks I'm not worthy? 
then you're going to go a little deeper and you're going to start to really look at your sacral and really, really start to look at your solar plexus. So your sacral holds your eight, your, your sacral is not just about your worth, your sexuality and creativity in a higher dimension. Your sacral is about your past lives. Okay. Now we're going deeper. Where in your timelines have you lived where you've been, you've been killed for having good things or you were unable because you lived such brutal poverty, right? Let's go deeper, right? And then you start to do really intimate work with that. And then you start to affirm, I'm good enough. I want this because it will make me a better person for what I'm here to do. If I have a car, I can, I can bring things to the homeless shelter or I can help others to have a means of getting around or I can do more, be more productive and do more. I'm good enough. To have what I truly want because it will, it will assist me in my life. It will assist me in my purpose. You see how now jealousy has become a lesson in loving yourself. That's how you work with your shadow. I always say this, the outside world is just a holographic template. It's a holographic universe showing your inner consciousness. If we were all living the same consciousness, we would all have the same realities, and we don't. Everything that you feel, believe, think is formed into your outside reality. This is a game, y'all. This is a projection. Nothing is real. And once you start to look at it that way, now you can start to play. Now you can be that God creator and start to shift your consciousness, right? It's just like that scene in the Matrix when that little boy um, bended the spoon. And he's like, and what did he tell Neo? You're trying to bend the spoon, but you have to use your mind. I forgot the line exactly what the kid says, but it's along that it's along those lines, right? Because Neo was looking at the spoon and like saying bend, but he wasn't bending his mind. Oh, that movie's so fucking brilliant, man. Actually, I should watch it tonight before I go to bed. You know? It's such like no one can tell me that a starseed did not make that movie, right? Because it's so what is happening. But anyways, I'm going to end it here, y'all. I'll talk to you guys soon. Um, lots of changes, lots of things happening. I will be back. Um, I think I'll be back before New Year's just to, because the, the way that I see it, the energies are going to be amplifying really, really intensely. And it'll be nice to come on here and speak and, you know, just kind of tell you guys what's up. And then as of next year, 2020, I'll be shifting it into my subscription service and, and you can find me there, um, you know, because everything is about stepping into our divine power and stepping into our divine service. And um, yeah, so that's where I'm headed. So I love you so much. Um, 
yeah, thank you for being here with me on this epic journey of a lifetime. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Hello, Starseeds. I am back. How are you? What a time. What a time. What a time to be alive. So, Happy New Year. <laughs> it's officially March. And um, if you don't follow the Gregorian calendar, a lot of us witches um, really do celebrate the beginning of the new year um, in spring. And um, spring is coming up. Can you believe winter is almost over? You know, it's funny because winter, I was just writing this in my journal, winter is always that period of deep transformation for me, of deep healing for me, of deep res um, retrospection for me, you know? And um, even when I try not to make it that, you know, it always is. It's just the perfect time period for deep introspection. And this winter didn't, didn't fail, didn't fail me at all. It was just that it still is that. Um, but yeah, so if you are celebrating um, this new year on the summer, um, on the summer equinox, is it the summer equinox? Yeah, on the summer equinox, or the spring equinox, I should say. Um, happy New Year. Yeah. Man, I wanted to come on because there's so much going on. And we got to talk, fam. We got to talk because there's just so much going on. And how I started my soul work, right, was um, I started my soul work by archiving what was going on in my life, what was going on at the time where Instagram wasn't, I don't even think Instagram was around when I, when I first started my awakening. Um, people weren't really talking about it. You didn't see what you see now on Facebook, you know, now you go on Facebook, it's everywhere, right? There's, there's Ascension groups, there's spiritual groups, there's twin flame groups, there's, there's everything now on Facebook, right? You're not so much, you're not so much alone anymore. But this wasn't the story like 10, 12, 15, even 20 years ago, you know? And um, when I first started my journey, I was experiencing and tapping into energies and ha and tapping into high frequency energy. So I would always be getting panic attacks and anxiety attacks. And and I remember I, I remember telling the story. I tell the story a lot because this is because this was the beginning of my journey as a healer doing this work that I do, doing my soul work. This was the beginning of it. Um, I remember it was about three, four o'clock in the morning. I was done doing all the testing. I was at the hospital again. Um, been at the hospital that week already, and I, you know, I was convinced. I was convinced um, that they were going to like admit me. I, I, no one couldn't tell me any different. I was convinced because. I was telling them symptoms and they're looking at the machines, they're looking at the test and they're like, we do not know what you are feeling because the test does not show this. And I just heard a voice just say, get out. 
like literally get out. And I, I just got, I remember I got the test results and I just, you know, they wanted to talk to me afterwards um, about finding some type of alternative plan, maybe get me on some drugs or something, you know? And I got up and I left. And I remember it was four o'clock in the morning and um, the buses weren't running. There was one bus that was running um, 24 hours, but the one that connected connected the one that I needed to connect to get to my home wasn't wasn't running so I walked it was like a good 20 25 minute walk and it was on that walk the whole way home that I started crying and I was just like this I don't know what's happening I don't know what's going on I need help here um god if this is my death then let it be quick let it be swift I'm no longer afraid and this was big coming from me because I was t- petrified of death um, at one point in my journey, like petrified, right? Like even the thought of death or the talk of death would just put my body and my nervous system in overload. I was just terrified of it. So when I got home, I remember talking to my friend at the time and just saying, you know, I'm just so completely done. I'm so completely drained. I'm tired, you know, um, hadn't slept that night too. So it could have been some delirious. It could have been a little bit delirious. Um, <laughs> you know, but every, every, but I don't want to blame it on that or put it on that. I, I think that was the night. And I don't think that was the night that everything changed for me because the next day or the day after that, or the next few days after that, um, I got on Facebook, I got introduced to a couple of people that were speaking about the same symptoms going on. Everyone was like, what the fuck is going on? And that's how we became friends and started the Ascension group, right? It was just like a couple of us. And now there's over 62,000 people in that group. So the reason I mentioned that beginning is because what's going on right now feels like that beginning, like that period. And it's been a, a couple of just very intense couple of weeks for me where, um, I feel the wind of change coming into my life again, exactly how I felt at that time where I was walking down that dark road early in the morning, the whole world's asleep, and I'm just crying and talking to God. Um, I feel like I'm in that period again. I feel like I'm in that time again. This time, I'm not so much crying um, and like not knowing what's going on. Now I know, now I know what's going on. So I'm handling it very differently, but the emotions are still there. It's very strong. And, you know, I just felt guided to pick up, um, to just do this podcast because, you know, it's, it's a very deep, deep transformational period we're all going through right now. I, I know it's not just me. Um, I'm seeing it, I'm reading it, I'm sensing it. Um, this is huge. It's big. And I sensed it since last year. I knew from certain experiences that I was going through with letting go of people in my life of, you know, um, of seeing myself clearly in many ways, because we're, we're never, this is a process, right? You're not just going to jump and be ascended. All those layers has to be dismantled for you to get there. And while you're dismantling those layers, it's rough. It's rough. It's exhilarating. It's scary. It's fearful. It's mind-blowing. It's transcendent. It's it's a journey, right? 
And I was just, I've been doing a lot of writing. At one point, I stopped journaling, which is not like me, if you know me. If you know me, I journal everything. Like, ever since I was a little kid, I used to think it was because I was an only child, right? Because as an only child, the only friend I had was myself. Um, I was, um, you know, I was. it was a very harsh childhood. So the word, the written word became my friend. I loved to read and write. And that was my friend. And that was one thing that um, I kept with me because it, it's such a beautiful way to communicate when you can't necessarily communicate to the world, you know? So whenever I'm downloading, whenever I'm making, I'm about to make a video, whenever I'm about to write something, I, I write in my journal first. So there was a period where I stopped um, because everything was just coming down. You know, there's periods that you really want to read and learn and, and get all the juice. And then there's periods where you just are not doing anything. You're just not motivated or guided to do anything. You just need to be in the moment of it all, right? So that was me. I was just in the moment of it all. But I started picking up my pen and my journal again, and it just feels so good to write. Um, and I've been writing a lot, and I wanted to share with you some of the things that I've been writing. Um, because it's been some powerful stuff, even for me, that what that's what's coming out right now is just like, whoa. Um, to see it pen to paper is a different type of energy, you know? Um, and I've been writing that... The reason why this period and this phase is so hard, uh, let me take that back. The reason why this phase is so intense for me because when I started my awakening, I uh, was about 16 going on 17. I had just run away from home. Um, my stepmother, I I call her the devil in my life, but the devil that I needed, you know? Because um, she was horrible in many ways, but without her, I wouldn't be the woman talking to you today. And I say that sincerely after over 20 years of doing healing work with my parents, right? So I say that with, with a genuine heart, um, that I wouldn't be the woman that I am today without her being who she was. And... Um, I had had enough. I was 16. I just, you know, I went, I started high school. I was, um, it was a new life, man. High school was a new life because it was just like, if you, you were in an, ele if you were in an elementary school, you knew it was a different type of buzz, right? But when you got to high school and you started getting introduced to sex and you started getting introduced to, you know, smoking weed and doing, you know, drugs and experimenting, it's, it's the time to experiment, right? We've all done it. Um, even if it was some, with some liquor, we, we, you know, it was a beautiful time just to experiment. So of course, you know, um, it being high school, I got my first boyfriend. I'll never forget his name, but I won't say it here because, you know, who knows who's listening? I'm joking. Um, and I got my first boyfriend and he was like this thug, right? That lived like in OP. There was, it's a part of, um, it's a part of Toronto in the East End called OP, and OP, see, I started tapping my tongue, right? Let's get into the juice, right? <laughs> let's get into the juice. So when I got, um, let's call him, let's call him Flame. Since I'm looking at my candle right now, burning beautifully. Um, when I got, so Flame was, a, Flame was a part of, um, he was a thug. He was that bad, rough. 
you know, he was just, he was just part of that crew, part of that life that I wasn't a part of, you know, I grew up very sheltered. Um, and when I look back at it, we were, I was living, we were living in like in a semi mansion. Like my, my bedroom had bay windows and I had couch and a bed. Like I grew up quite privileged right now that I look back on him. And he was like the total opposite, right? He was like in the hood. He was, you know, he sold drugs. He was a drug man and, you know, and it was, I think he came to my school. No, no. Let me tell the story. So I was friends with this girl. Let's call her Nikki. I was friends with Nikki and Nikki was seeing someone in OP. And she was like, Toya, after school, do you want to come with me to go and like, you know, just see my dude? And I said, sure, why not? You know, and I was I was starting to get rebellious at this time. Right. Because my stepmother, what she would do is she would time exactly how long it would take for me to to get um, to, to get on the bus from school and home. And these were the times like I'll play around with it a little bit and I'll be like 20 minutes late or 30 minutes late. So I was just like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to have fun. I don't care. My friends are all like going out and doing things. I want to be like my friends. So we went to OP and um, and Flame, I saw Flame walk past and we kind of met each other's eyes. And that was, you know, we locked eyes and it was just like, who is this guy? Who's that girl? And we got introduced and... Um, yeah, one thing led to another. He started picking me up at school, you know, because if you were from that, like, if you were from that vibe of the 90s, you know about the picking up from school. Like, you know, he would come and pick me up after school and, you know, and get me a beef patty and some cocoa bread and and um, a pineapple juice and a pineapple drink and, you know, head over, bun a spliff. And that was, that was the 90s. That was the 90s in high school. So I got really caught up with Flame and, um, you know, lost my virginity to him. And we had, he was one that introduced me everything sexual-wise, right? Like, he's the one that introduced positions to me. He was the one that taught me how to do oral sex. He was the one. So obviously, and I say all that to keep it 100, but he was the one, obviously, you knew how probably like how stuck I was to him. Um, he was the experience that I needed to change my life. And he did in a lot of ways. Um, not at that time, what I saw as great, but now as a grown woman, I, I just know that everything that happened with him had to happen, you know? Um, so around that time, um, I was in love and no one can tell me shit. I was in love. Um, you know, I got introduced to sex and I was like, this is amazing. Um, I got introduced to love or what I knew of love at 16. Um, and my mind was gone. My mind was officially gone. I was, I was, I became rebellious too. I was just like, fuck everything, um, except for school. I need to be with this man. So I ran away to be with him. And I stayed at my, I stayed at, I was staying at one of my other friends who lived like to down the block. If you know, um, Scarborough, a lot of neighborhoods were like cul-de-sacs, right? So I just went into the other cul-de-sac and I was with my friend. My dad found out what was going on, came to her house and basically dragged me out of the house, kicking and screaming, the whole neighborhood watching. Embarrassing, I know. Um, 
and then like threw me into my room, locked the door. And he's like, if you come out of here, you know, just like a father, any parent, any parent whose child tries to run away, you're going to try to get them back, especially they're not 18. They're 16. They're young. You're going to try to get them back. He was being a father. Now I, I, you know, I completely get what he was doing at the time. He was like, oh my goodness, how could you, you know, embarrass me and do this, you know, in front of my friends and their family. How could you, you're, you know, you're the, you're the worst person ever, you know? Um, and I jumped out my bedroom window. We lived in a three story house and I jumped out the third, I jumped out from the third floor and I packed my bags and I never returned home since. And that was the beginning of a really deep journey. I really did that. That was when my awakening started, right? Because I was living with my boyfriend at the time. Um, mind you, I'm 16. I'm going on 17 now, maybe. I said 17 at this point now. And um, living with um, my boyfriend, his mom, who was um, a, a, a gambler, so she was never home. He was selling drugs, so there was always, like, Budman and, and faces in the house that I never knew. But they always had this respect for me. I never, I think because I was so openly honest and I was so openly, like, I was raised especially my mannerisms and my characteristic as, as like a man, right? My dad was very, my dad was the one that kind of taught me and that I witnessed some really brute things about the world. And so a lot of my mannerisms, even to this day, is very much straight to the point. I'll tell you like it is. Don't don't fuck around. Like, you know what I mean? I, I still have that. And I love that part of my personality. Don't get me wrong. Um, but that personality stemmed from a survival personality, right? It was just like, listen, these are the streets. Um, as much as I was raised very sheltered as a Jamaican woman... Um, being in, in, in a Jamaican and black community, I knew I knew the runnings. I wasn't dumb to what was going on. I wasn't dumb to drugs. I wasn't done dumb to like violence. And oh no, I was always a part of that. Being a black woman, I would see it all the time with my dad's friends being locked up, being you know shootings. And come on, we 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 held parties, or my parents did. And our house got shut up, right? It was a, it was, it was by the mercy of God that we didn't get killed. Like I, so that was I wasn't, I wasn't shy to that life. Was what I'm trying to say. It's like it's not like I came to that life and I was like, ooh, what is weed? What is guns? No, 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 no. Um, knew it, lived it, um, and I think that's why I got so attracted to Flame because it was just like he was this bad boy and. You know, this bad boy who loved me. And at the point in my life, I thought that no one loved me and I was unlovable because I didn't even love myself. I thought I was too fat. I thought I was too ugly. I thought I was, you know, only thing I had really going for myself was that I was really, really, really smart. And, um, you know, and yeah, so that life was beautiful. And he was he was toxic as fuck. He was a cheater. He was emotionally abusive. And he was in jail for most of our relationship. Um and it was from him being in jail and from just the wisdom that I had at that age just astounds me. It really does. It, it, it even shocks me sometimes of how, how wise I was because I stayed in school. The only and when I think back on it, the only reason why I think I really stayed in school was because I needed some normalcy. I needed some 
routine in my life and school was routine. I had to get up every morning. I had to brush my teeth. I had to take a shower. I had to do this. I had to go to class. I had to be in class at 930. Like that was my routine. And I, you know, um, yeah, that's what I did. I, I went to school, dated Mark, um, even when he was in jail, stayed, stayed at his house, um, lived that life. Now, at the end of that relationship, after losing two children with Mark, um, both both consciously choosing to to give up those two children, I just knew that he wasn't the one that I was going to be with. It was just too toxic. And even at that age, that young of an age, I knew it was toxic as fuck. I knew that you know I was I was cussing I was cussing women. Women were coming to me. Um, wanting to see me, wanted to fight me, wanted to, it was, let me tell you, it was all of it, right? So, um, it was at the end of our relationship, you know, end of the the, the three years we were together that my life just, you know, um, drastically started changing. I started going through my awakening process, um, where I was still on my own. I was now living with another friend, um, which was also toxic. Um, it it was just so it was just so much, and at the time, my best friend um, introduced me to this book, um, Sylvia Brown's book, The Other Side and Back, and that's really when it all started for me. Right? Um, there was a point I was trying to make, but yes, that was the point. Thank you, angels. <laughs> they just gave me back the point. Um, at that time in my life, um, just like in the time of when you went through some of your most intense experiences, you unconsciously develop outer personalities or outer survival mechanisms without you even knowing. Because sometimes, especially as a black person, as a black body, you develop these these survival mechanisms, whether you know you're developing them or not. You just live in that in that reality, especially when you're young, you know, um, you know, you know that this neighborhood is bad. So you look around, you make sure that, you know, you're, you're good. You go, you know, when to go in, you know, you don't, you know, not to go around there at nighttime. Those are survival mechanisms, right? So around that time when I was going through some of my deepest, deepest, um, coming into being a woman, um, I graduated high school, um, you know, went to live to went to live in New York because I just felt like I was moving all around. I was living with everyone. Um, my life was just so confusing at the mo- at the time that I went to live um, in New York and I lived in Brooklyn with my with my, with my a lot of my family who lived down in the states. Right, so you know, I developed a lot of these characteristics. One being smoking, you know. Um, and smoking weed and smoking cigarettes. And that was part of part of my survival. I learned how to speak in a tone that demanded respect. I, I learned how um, to be vigilant. I learned how to be intuitive. I learned how to be present. I learned how to get myself out of situations um, that really could have killed me. Um, those were... Those were part of my character, the part of my survival mechanisms that I learned at a very young age. And as I'm writing in my journal, I'm realizing that I still held on to a lot of those survival mechanisms or a lot of those survival 
characteristics. Um, it was it's almost like an overlay of who I am over me at all times, you know, um, you know, and it could be as simple as 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 if you didn't grow up with a lot to eat, you know, and it's not that I didn't grow up with a lot from my parents. It's when I left my parents and like the struggle became real and I had to learn that I had five dollars and I had to learn, OK, um, a pack of chicken and some pasta and some rice. Those were the things that would last me for a very long time. So I would buy a pack of chicken and a, and a, and a bag of rice because I knew that that can give me a couple dinners. Stuff like that. And I realized down into even my early 30s that I was still doing stuff like that where I'd buy things where I knew would last because what if I didn't have money or food in the next couple of weeks? You know, stuff like that. And as I was writing in my journal, I was realizing that the reason why this time is so rough for me and so deliberately intense is because I am saying goodbye to those parts of me that I developed to survive my world, my reality, you know? And now that I'm not in that world and I'm not in that reality anymore and haven't been there in a minute, um, you know, saying goodbye is still just as hard. And I might get emotional so if I do, I, I, I just will. <laughs> and saying goodbye to um, those parts of me that really saved me, you know? Um, those parts of me that were my inner G, my inner gangster, my inner strength, my inner... My inner stuff that I just had to learn to survive the period of experience that I was experiencing at that time, you know, and part of that period um, was, you know, was, 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 you know, picking up my addiction and don't get me wrong. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore, but I still smoke tobacco and that is now ended for me. Um, that's part of one, one of, um, and the only thing physically that I have left to let go of and I and I have um or I am I should say I'm in the middle of 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 disconnecting from a very close friendship I had with smoking and as I'm writing my ears are buzzing my angels are around <laughs> they're here to support and um you know, I stopped weed years ago because when I started my ascension journey, I just like the weed and and my and the higher frequencies just do not mix for me. Um, some people it's great for me. It just because um, I was already at that time um, linking to very high frequency energy, which I didn't know. So what it would do to me was make it would make me go mental. It would make me go like I felt like I was combusting and I couldn't handle it. So that was um, part of the reason why I stopped smoking weed um, years and years ago. I think almost like almost 10 years ago, like fully quit. I would I would in the previous years as I got anchored down to this reality, take a puff here and there. But literally, I'll take a puff. I couldn't do any more than that. And then the puff just became tedious. And I was just like, Ugh, I'm over it. Um but I would roll tobacco and, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually smoke the cigarettes, but I would smoke the tobacco. But even that, um, 
I knew and I know that it was a part of that persona that was it was a part of that package of of my survival at that time so I say all that to say it's it's a lot of letting go and as I'm writing in my journal I'm realizing that I have a really deep friendship with those parts of me you know and saying goodbye to them, man, I've ended friendships. I have ended relationships. I have stopped talking to so many people along this journey. And none of them were as hard to say goodbye to as, as my old selves. I just feel like I'm letting go of something, someone... You know, because friends, friends aren't in the bedroom with you, sleeping with you every night. You know, friends aren't with you in every moment in your mind. Friends aren't there in, in, in your most trying hours, the deep, deep trying hours. They can talk to you and, and be there for you and just be friends. But when you hang up that phone, you have you. You know, when you, when you leave your partner and, you know, you have you. And it's like, do you ever sit down and wonder those parts of you that can talk you down off of a ledge, those parts of you that can talk you out of hurting yourself, those parts of you that can talk you and make you feel comfort, com comforted and make you feel safe, those parts of you that know exactly what to say so you don't do that thing that's harmful for you. That Those, those are parts of you that you have developed in your experience to save you. You know? And this is what makes Ascension so hard. Because it's like, you see your growth. You see your transformation. You see where you're going. And you see that those, those, everything is all falling apart. It has to. It has to fall apart. And as I'm writing in my journal and I've been falling apart for 20 years, parts of me and deliberately falling apart, you know, sometimes not so deliberately. And um, the reason I tell you about my awakening story is because I feel like I'm going through that portal again of deep emergence. But this time I'm not bringing in pieces of Natoya. I'm bringing in the higher aspect of myself completely, totally. And um, a part of me is at the door and I'm looking back at those aspects of myself and there's all, you know, I can, I can see clearly how they look, you know, those aspects of me. I can see clearly how I smell, how I look, how, what I'm dressed as, what I'm wearing. Like, I know I can see it. They're friends. They're parts of me. And um, I'm saying goodbye. I'm saying goodbye. Man, those parts of me were so, they're so dope, so wise, so protective. So secure, so brave, courageous, you know, 
but those aspects were created in a time of great fear, of great changes, you know? And as I look at this beautiful woman, this beautiful goddess that I've become because of those aspects, you know? I'm having a little bit of a hard time letting them go. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm having a bit of a hard time saying goodbye to them. Because part of me is like, who, who am I without them? And that's scary because it's like you're raw, you know? You're, you're on the ledge. You're just, you're naked, you're butt naked, you're raw, you know? And I know the spiritual aspect of it, you know, I know who I am spiritually. I know, you know, and I've, I know I've only touched on, on, on a very small part of who I am spiritually. And that's also part of the awakening that I've been experiencing this past few weeks, because what God has been trying to show me is that I haven't even begun to touch into or tap into my power source. And that freaks me out because I thought I was powerful already, you know, um, what I was doing was, was, was work that I was so proud of, um, healing work, the way that I heal, the way that I love it so much, the way that I, when I touch a body, I feel all, I feel the, I feel the ancestral me. I feel all the me. I feel the ancientness of this work that I do. And I love it dearly. I love it tremendously. Um, it's something that I've always loved. So when you're told that something that you love is just the tip of the iceberg of what you're here to do, it can um, it can seem overwhelming. You know, it can seem very overwhelming. Give me one second. Let me just... I always have to keep a tap on this because... Um, okay, I'm good. Um... Yeah, like even just saying this right now, I don't know if I'm going to keep this. I don't know. I think I just needed to talk it out. Um, I've, I'm usually raw. I'm usually, I'm, I'm always honest. Um, but this is like next level honesty. And I don't know if I'm going to keep it. If you're hearing this, I've kept it. <laughs> and I'm most likely going to keep it. That's been the theme of my life, right? As I, Like I said, I started my whole soul work based on the experiences that, w that I was going through. So that's just the authenticity of who I am. I, that's what I've been called to do. And I've been brave enough to do it. It's not an easy feat, um, putting yourself out there to heal, to heal the world, which we're all doing, you know, every single one of us. Excuse me. Um, excuse me. Um, the energy in my body is roaring. Um, yeah. Whew. So that's what's happening right now, you know, um, letting go of a lot. Um, not feeling guilty, um, letting go of just so much guilt for a lot of guilt is coming up and I'm still trying to process where the guilt is coming from, you know, um, you know, even with me smoking tobacco, I knew it was always an ancient thing. But just because it's an ancient thing doesn't mean it's 
for you to carry on in this lifetime, you know, and that that's the thing for me. I've held on because it was, you know, and when I when I started doing work with why I, you know, why I smoked tobacco or why I smoked period was because at that time I was 17 and developed, a, I developed a way to survive when I was going through things that no one knew about that I was going out when I, what I was going through with flame, I was going through some really deep ship shit with that man. You know, at that time I had had an abortion at that time. I, I was just going through so much and there was only probably one person at that time, which was my, which was my best friend at the time that knew that imagine being that age and going through that and going there, you know, and experiencing that no one knows about it then going to school the next day. So no one would know none the wiser, you know, being on your own, learning, having to survive. What am I going to eat that night? I wasn't making um, money, like, like I needed to make money. So it was just so much. So during that time, I, I developed a way of thinking and I developed, um, I developed that friendship with tobacco and with smoking because that was my friend. That was who I can go to in a forest and just be by myself with, you know? So I, so now you know, that those stories are all falling apart. They're all coming apart. And now that I think about it, it's not so much the tobacco that hurts so much. It's the way and the thinking around it and the thinking of how I survive. That is what is hurting and wanting wanting to be released, right? That's the really hard part of it all, to be honest, is just... Who am I without, without those, without those characteristics of, of, of always making sure that I'm eating or always, and I don't have to think about those things anymore because I'm eating, I'm, I'm, I'm good, I'm well, don't get me wrong. I still have the poverty consciousness, um, construct, which is what is falling apart, right? Um, even with my work, it took me years of doing this work before I even did or charged for my work, right? I would do it on friends and family without even a, a look at being charged, you know? And it was one day, like, my guidance was just like, no, no, like, enough is enough. Like, this is the next step in your evolution. And I was just like, no, no, I cannot charge. I'm, who am I, you know? And at that time, you know, not seeing a lot of black healers and people of color healers and therapy and therapists. When you don't see yourself in the world, you question your worth. This is why, you know, I have one of my very, one of my, one of my very good friends. Um, she goes by the name of Decolonizing Therapy on Instagram. This is why I share her work and I big up her work and I big up people of color's work because I did not have that in my awakening in the 90s. You know, I didn't have that. So when you don't see yourself out there, you question so much of yourself. Am I worthy? Am I, am I good enough? Look at all these amazing white teachers. And don't get me wrong. Oh my God, Wayne Dyer was one of my teachers. Um, Sylvia Brown, who who started my awakening, uh, you, you know, Sylvia Brown was a white woman. All the teachers that 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 
like propelled me into my awakening were were great masters um but no one that looked like me. So when I was being asked by stories to now come out and do this work, I was like, hell no, I'm not Dyer. I'm not Sylvia. I'm not, you know, oh my goodness. I'm, I'm Natoya and I'm not skinny and I don't look like that. And I don't look like this. And you know, those are the belief systems that are collapsing right now in my life. And it, it is huge. It is huge. I can feel feel it tearing apart like it's an entity in itself and it is you know my heart is pounding my my I'm sweating I could feel my nervous system going on overdrive as like I tear myself away you know this is you know when people are like they're, they and this is and this is what's going on in the world right now where everything is being like um glorified right it's being like um systematically glorified too right where everything is astrology you know not understanding that astro astrology is ancient it's ancient work it's an ancient grid of 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 figuring out certain dimensions in your life astrology is major you know healing i want to do reiki and all that type of stuff, not realizing that, like, this stuff is no joke. You don't play around with this stuff. You you do this stuff if you're called to do it. You know, I didn't start my healing work. I, I was forced into my healing work. Even when I was being told to do it, I was like, nah, I'm good. I'll just stay over here in my little corner. They're like, no. Nope. You know? So this is big stuff going on right now. And this is what we're all going to be going through this year. This decade is not letting us come out the same people we came in as. It's it's just not. And I would dare say this year, you're, we're already experiencing it. We're already going through it. It's It's deep. This shit is no joke. You know? This is no joke. You know, I was so afraid of death for all my life because I didn't realize that I was picking up on other people's energy. So when I was around people who were sick, even if they had a cold, I would experience the symptoms going on in their body. You know, imagine being a child, not realizing that you're picking up on people's energy and you're thinking that you're dying because you just don't know what's wrong with you. And even as a kid, I knew to to hush. I knew not to tell anybody that, I, you know, because I knew the culture that I was born into. And I knew being Jamaican and having Jamaican parents, they would not understand. Drink a cup of tea. You'll be okay. Go to your bed. Go take some sleep. You'll be, you'll be okay. I knew not to say anything. So going through all that as a kid and then realizing when you're like damn damn near 20 that the reason why you felt like this your whole life like you were something was wrong with you or that you were dying or that you're terrified of death was because well shit you're a healer and what you do is you transmute energy so you're feeling the energies of everyone that is not well inside your own fucking body what The stuff that we go through here, I'm, I'm in awe of us, man. I'm in awe of us. I'm in awe of us. And what we do down here, what we're doing down here, 
and how we always like to play small, like I'm not doing much, but we are doing much, <laughs> you know, and I'm being called, you know, and I think this podcast is like a goodbye And I'm going to miss that part of me. You know, I like to say it's because I'm an only child. So, you know, I'm not used to saying goodbye to things. That could be it. I don't think it's all all that is because I know a lot of you guys who have family and siblings and it's it's still hard. You know, imagine those of you have siblings and um, you're close to your siblings and have to say goodbye to that aspect of yourself who just doesn't resonate with them anymore. I can't imagine what you're going through. I feel you. Having to tear away from parents and, 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 some, and lovers because you're being called for something greater. You're being called for something big. And those are the sacrifices of what we're going through here. Is um you just can't be around certain type of energies. You just can't be around certain type of people. You just can't be around certain type of things, you know? Because you're being called to do something so great. So I guess this is a goodbye, you know, and an honor and a reflection of all the amazing parts of me that, that helped me live, that helped me survive, that, um, never left me in the time that in those times that I felt like I was dying and in those moments that a lot of times I, I almost did die those parts of me that knew exactly what to do to heal myself those parts of me that you know knew how to breathe life back into me saying goodbye to those selves you know because now I stand I stand in, in, in a new in a new I stand in a new consciousness I don't need those anymore to survive I, I, I now have my higher aspect I now have my higher self I stand with such grandeur with such power with such wisdom with such knowing that I don't need those survival mechanisms anymore, you know? Where I know I'm worthy enough to charge and exchange equal energy for my work because I know I'm that good. And I know that no one else is me and that is my superpower, just like no one else is you. No one else can offer what you can offer. No one else was asked to come down here to do what you are going to be doing. 
But if you can't see that and if you can't respect that and if you can't honor that, who the fuck will? You know? Ah, I really hope I have the courage to share this. <laughs> I really do. Um, that's one of the things that I'm so proud of myself for, that I love myself for, is that, you know, at times where people ask, where did you get the courage? Where did you get the, you know, where did you get the, the, the you know, where did you get your pull, your push, your strength? And at times I just look at people and I just, I just say, I just knew that I was, I just know that I'm here for a bigger purpose. I just know that I'm here for a bigger purpose. And I know this deeply. You know, when I do my videos, when I do my writings, when I do my healings, it's, it's, I, I don't, I don't answer to anyone. I never have and I never will. You know, I answer to God. If God says stop, I stop. If God says rest, I rest. If God says become what I what I advocated for you to come down here and become, I need you to become that. You stop. You probably curse a little bit. But you become. And this battle down here ain't easy. Don't make, don't make, don't make, don't make the patriarchy and, and this and the, and that programming make you think that this is all like glams and roses and and hee-haw and ooh, you know? No, this is deep shit. <laughs> this is deep stuff. Don't make anyone make you think that it should be quote unquote like nothing or I want I want to say easy, but I don't want to add any type of construct to this, you know? You know, because easy, hard, up, down, polarity, it's, 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 uh, it's really how you view it. You know, what I deem as hard, you deem as easy. It really doesn't matter. They're words and even words right now are becoming, you know, they're transforming. We're not going to be able to use words in the next couple of years. You know, words are becoming like, like useless. I'm trying to find the proper word useless. Um, because there's so much frequency that we're like tapping into right now that there's no English word for, there's no human word for. So we're going to have to start to talk in energy, which we saw coming. Hmm. I've had a really rough year last end of last year because I've just had to say goodbye to so many things. And one of my personality um, traits of just who I am as a person, I really don't like to say goodbye to things and people and places. It's really hard for me to do that. When um, And I've developed this as being an only child. It's like when you have something, you hold on to it for dear life until it crumbles, you know, but you have to hold on to it. And um, especially growing up with parents and family that are very deeply rooted in poverty consciousness, you hold on. 
you have a doll, you have a doll for 10 years. You know, you have a piece of chicken, you hold on to that piece of chicken till the last rice grain has been eaten, then you eat the chicken, you know? And if you're Caribbean and, and a person of color, you know what I mean by that. Um, you just hold on to things, you know? If you grew up um, in deep poverty, you also know what I mean by that, you know? Um, I, you know, one of the deep programmings that I've had to deprogram myself from that I'm still doing is, is the programming of self-worth, which, which is attached to the way that I make money and how I make money. When I am in full worthiness of myself, I am so abundant. Money just comes in without even me having to lift a finger. It just comes in. When I'm in deep work of my shadow and my worth and my confidence, I'm completely halted from all abundance. And that's part of the death that is going on right now with with me. Um, I'm, I'm dying. My old self is no longer needed. And I am mourning. And I am grieving. Because I think a part of me too, letting go of those former selves and letting go of my son that has passed away. And I'm letting go of just a way of living that has really, you know, when you think, when you think of it, it really hasn't. Um, it's just been basic. It's just been quote unquote regular. You know, there's so much more greatness that's in store, but... When you're used to a certain way of living and a certain size of home and you're just grateful for for that, you know, that you don't even realize that you're holding on to 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 really small things because you're just so grateful for those small things that you don't realize that there's greater, bigger, amazing things that awaits you. But you're just holding on because, well, I'm grateful for this little box that I have. But when do we have to look at that little box and be like, you're, you're worthy of more? You could let go of this box because there's going to be a bigger box waiting for you. And trusting that. And doing the work that it takes to get to that consciousness, to get to that place. It's really deep work. I think I'm up on my hour. I'm getting up on my hour. I don't want to pass um, my hour. Um, I really hope I have the courage to post this because <laughs> I am a Scorpio woman. I'm very private. Um, I only show what I want, um, when it comes to my personal life, right? I just don't, I don't show that because it's just no one's business, right? But, um, and it's like it's like something, especially with being a teacher and being out there in the world where I sh where I download work and I put into the world. I always feel like what's personal in my life is mine and just mine. So you know, including my own personal thoughts. And actually, that's not really true because m my work is based on how and how I process things. Right, that's how I do my work. This is why I always tell people like I'm not one of these teachers that talk out of their ass. I I know what I am saying because I go through it. I go through the death 
I go through the transformation, I go through the work, and then when I've done the work, I go out into the world and then I talk, right? And then I show you how to transmute it, I show you how to heal it, I show you how to look at it, you know? Um, that's, 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 that's what I'm called to do, you know? I'm not just going to talk things and I haven't been through anything. I'm not going to tell you what to do just because I learned it from a book. I am telling you because I've, I've gone through it. And a part of me is really excited for what's about to come out through this this deep healing that I'm doing now because it's deep. Um, and I know I'm going through it because it's, it's making me step into a higher form of being here. So the work that's going to come out of this, oh my goodness, it's, it's epic. I can feel it. I can feel it in my bones. I could feel the humming that I felt 20 years ago and that humming changed my life because I listened. I got quiet. You know, even though I couldn't sleep for months on end with, without, without a lamp or without a light in my room because I was, just, I was seeing everything. It scared the fuck out of me, right? But eventually, I, you know, that's, any, that, that's with anything that you're learning. You eventually turn off the light and you trust the darkness that's coming over you to transform you. Darkness is a beautiful thing. You know, the womb, Mama Tyra, deep inside the grid of Mama. Oh, God, it's dark. It's beautiful. But you ever, you ever, you know, you ever, are you ever in meditation and then it's so dark, but then you start seeing light, but you, but your eyes are closed? I don't know how to explain it. Ninety-nine of the greatest things that have come about in my life has come from darkness. Including the shift. So, with that said, I'm coming out on my hour here. I just wanted to share that with you. Um, if you are experiencing that yourself and going through that yourself, I'm, I'm guided to just say, die. Because what's about to be reborn... Is, is out of this world. It's going to make you happy. It's going to make you live in a new reality you never thought was possible for yourself. It's going to make you abundant in all ways. Abundant in happiness. Abundant in flow. Abundant in energy. Abundant in thought and frequency. I know it's scary. I've been doing this for 20-something years. And I say 20 years, but I've been going through it my whole life, to be honest. I just never could put a word to it. I think a lot of us have been, been awakening for quite some time. We just never knew how to put word to it. And it, 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 as, as, we, as we level up, it gets more intense, right? So now that there's a word for it, oh, ascension, now we know how to put a word to it. But I think a lot of us, we've been doing this stuff for, for way beyond what we think we've been doing it for. That's my per personal opinion. I was actually thinking that the other day, and I heard Source say, you've been doing this your whole life. And I was like, actually, not when I go into my childhood and, you know, what I was going through and sensing, and I just thought I was very sensitive and 
if you were raised in a family where, why are you so emotional? Why are you such an overthinker? Why do you have to, like, make everything about you and make everything about that? You were probably ascending. You know, we know now that the children that we have that are very, um, very sensitive to energies, indigos, who have a who are, have been put, have been put um, stigmas on by ha- by having EDD and all this type of stuff. We know now that those children are just highly sensitive children. So what makes you think that you weren't just a highly sensitive children child? You know, excuse me. Fifty nine minutes before this is cut off. So I love you. Go through it. It's a beautiful time to really transform. Part part of me, you know, is it's it's quite <laughs> such a Scorpio thing to say, but I quite I enjoy the intensity sometimes, sometimes, because um, I know what's on the other side of it. You know, I know that through the darkness it comes light. It, it there's light in it. You know, I know, I know that it's it's beautiful what what comes out of it. You know, and. I love the process of it. Don't get me wrong. There's days where I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, I'm knocked out. I'm on my, I'm on, I'm just, I'm done. But yeah, I love you. Stand strong. You were made for this. So much love.